The nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you are in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome back to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This is Leanne Meyer, and this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. Um, Today's topic is really an important one. Again, um, we're talking about nurses and what does it mean to be a woman of integrity? And obviously, nurses are not all women, but um, because the vast majority of them are, we're going to kind of focus our attention to that. Um, When I think of the word integrity, I think of something I used to know and I'm, again, learning about. I learned about integrity watching my father interact with his customers in his small jewelry store. He was a master watchmaker and was very proud of the work that he did, and he showed that. Um, Even though it was a small shop in a small town, he was always very professional in how he dressed and how he reacted and interacted. He always listened to his customer uh, explain what they thought was wrong with their watch, even many times when they didn't really know what they were talking about. And then he would accept where they were coming from and try to explain in a way that he thought they would be able to understand uh, what was probably really going on with their watch, and then ask them if they were comfortable with him doing this or that or the other thing with it, and what it would cost. Um, so he, um, I, I learned that from him, and then as I went through my life, and especially into nursing, I realized that that was something I needed to do also. Um, I wish I could say I did it all the time, but I didn't, and I'm still learning. I know that trust is the cornerstone of integrity, and it takes a long time to build uh, that, uh, that uh, cornerstone and that um, sense of trust that people have with us. And it can be destroyed in one moment or one poor comment or one unthinking remark. Uh, it can be as simple as doing what you say you will do. So what does integrity look like? Uh, my guest today is Shantae Carter, and she's a nurse who started a company called Women of Integrity Incorporated. And when I first saw that web name, I was mesmerized. I immediately wanted to know what it meant for her. So please welcome uh, with me Shantae Carter. Shantae, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, and thank you so much. You're so welcome. So could you tell just a little bit about your career and why nursing? How did you get into nursing? And then maybe a little bit about what brought you to Women of Integrity. Sure. Um, When I first got into nursing, originally, I actually wanted to be uh, a neurosurgeon. At the time, I was in high school. uh, My grandmother passed away of brain cancer. Mm. I just became so passionate. I felt like okay, I'm going to become a neurosurgeon and I'm going to find a cure for that type of brain cancer so no one else will have to lose their grandmother and go through what I went through. But then reality kicked in and talking with my guidance counselor, he was like, you know, he told me, he said, Shate, you don't even like math. You sure you want to do that? (laughs) And I go, 
yeah, you're right, he says, so why don't you go into nursing? And if you really want to become a neurosurgeon, when you're in nursing school, once you become a nurse, you could pay your way to mm-hmm. school. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, no problem, I'll do that. And ever since that, honestly, was the best decision that I ever made. I got accepted into Binghamton University, where I graduated with my bachelor's in nursing. From there, um, I, I worked in Binghamton my first two years, got experience on an orthopedic uh, med search floor, but I had orthopedics, plastic surgery, uh, peritoneal dialysis, uh, drug and rehab. Um, so it was a mixture. Um, so I definitely learned a lot in my first two years, which I think gave me a solid background to then come back and move back home to Long Island, where now I work. Uh, for one of the premier health systems on Long Island. And, you know, been there since 2002. Wonderful. Um, And actually still in orthopedics, uh, because I just love orthopedics. Um, Mm -hmm. But my floor is orthopedics and now trauma. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we were orthopedics and bariatrics, and then bariatrics moved off our unit, and now we're orthopedics and trauma. So we're always learning something um, constantly. Yeah, that sounds like uh, a lot of experience for a relatively short period of time. Sometimes people get locked into one space and then um, maybe don't learn a lot about some of the other things, but you generally, you do have a pretty general background. So talk a little bit about Women of Integrity. What is it and how did you come to it? Women of Integrity is a nonprofit organization that I started back in 2010. Um, in that time in my life, in 2010, I had just gotten out of a bad breakup. So I kind of fallen into a depression. Um, my life was kind of just spiraling downwards. Um, my behavior, attitude, everything was affecting me with my family, my friends, at work, and just feeling like you're kind of drowning and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that this is not the place that I wanted to be in or stay in. And, I, you know, I'm thankful for all of my friends and family that were really my strong support system that really stayed on top of me to kind of pull me out of that zone and, you know, told me that I needed to kind of channel that energy into something positive. And I also knew I had to kind of change my mindset and channel that energy into something positive. So I decided to create Women of Integrity. I've always loved working with um, the youth. You know, I was a candy striper, giving back and being of service is kind of always been in my nature. Um, I was an RA for two years while I was in college, so that kind of gave me, like, the fundamentals of how to put on programs and how to interact with the youth and assess their needs. So at that point, I said, you know, this is the time I think that I really want to go ahead and start this. This has been, like, a desire of mine for a long time now. I think that this is the time to kind of do it. Um, so in 2010, I told my friends and family, like, this is what I wanted to do. You know, will they support me? Uh, we started out as a small group on Facebook, you know, where we kind of picked and voted on the name. And then literally it's grown from the small group to a full-fledged organization. And here we are nine years later. Um, I tell people that creating Women of Integrity literally saved my life um, and honestly has made me a better person a better woman, a better nurse, uh, a better community advocate. Um, For Women of Integrity, we're known for 
um, our annual prom dress giveaway where we give out free prom dresses to the community. We do a prom makeover where we make over a high school student um, that's in financial need. We host an annual women in business brunch where entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or just like-minded women can come together and we can network, brunch, and just kind of learn from other, other women in the room. And I love when you have that opportunity to be able to come together with other people, and particularly other people of different ages. Um, yeah. Let's come back to this and, and go a little bit deeper into it um, a little bit later. First, I'd like to um, talk about this whole concept of integrity and how does it fit in in general? When you think of inte- integrity, what does it mean to you? When I think of integrity, I think, it's, think of it as being, you know, you're keeping your word. Mm-hmm. Um, you're staying focused, um, you're being intentional with your thoughts and your actions, you're making sure that you're being honest and, you know, you're doing the right thing even when no one's looking um, because nowadays really all you have is kind of your word and people go by that mm-hmm. and they go by your actions, you know. Sometimes you can say something, but if your actions are not backing that up, then you can right. lose people's trust and their faith. Exactly. So definitely... You know, keeping your word is a you know big thing, and being able to look at all sides of a situation, and mm-hmm. putting aside any personal genders to be able to look at the greater good and to try to create that outcome. Yeah, I think that is so important. It seems so simple, um, but how many people really do it right now? I mean, it just seems like so many times people are kind of hedging their bets or they will say something that they think you want to hear as opposed to what you really believe, which becomes very confusing for somebody. If you're saying this at one time and then, you know, an hour later or a day later, a month later, you're saying the exact opposite. It becomes very confusing of who are you and what is your word. Um, And I don't know if people really realize that how much that um, confusion uh, pushes people away from from you. And especially if you're a nurse, it's so incredibly important that a patient can feel like they can trust you, that a doctor knows where you're coming from, that sort of thing. Does that strike uh, a chord with you also? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if, you know, the hardest thing is to kind of gain the trust of the patients and the doctors. Um, you know, for the doctors, is to feel they can rely on you to give them the mm-hmm. proper assessment of a situation so that they can, in turn, maybe they're not there physically, but they can know how to treat the patient and what mm-hmm. to do um, and know mm-hmm. that you're going to carry out their orders in a timely manner. And then with the patients, is having integrity and letting them being able to feel they can trust you to do what's right for them. You know, this is where it comes into you being the patient advocate and making sure that their needs are addressed, however small that you may think it is or someone else may think it is, but it may not be small to the patient. So whether mm-hmm. it's big or small issues, making sure that they're being addressed so the patient feels that their needs are being met. One thing, you know, I was wondering, I don't know if it's different, but I was thinking about, you know, we've, we're talking about nurses of integrity, but women of integrity, um, you know, I, I go all the way back to, you know, growing up in the 60s, and for a very, very long time, uh, women were just really discounted as far as um, not giving credit for their intelligence, not giving credit for their abilities or knowledge. Um, many times they were not educated in the classical sense, but had phenomenal abilities and um, instincts that were not given credit to. Um 
I think that sometimes uh, women, ha- especially in that time period and maybe somewhat going forward, women have, um, uh, there's a myth that women are very catty, that are um, uh, not, uh, do not have each other's back. And is that something that you see as being true in, in current context? Um, not, I don't think that's all the way true. Um, sometimes you may have instances with that just because of people, different personalities and how mm-hmm. they may perceive things. But I think, uh, as a whole women, we want to get along. Uh, we would like to see each other win, um, you know, and be supportive of each other. So, but I think sometimes that cattiness just comes into play just because of people's personalities. But mm-hmm. I think if everyone is honest and upfront from the beginning, with each other, yeah. and everyone will know where they stand with each other, so then there won't be any room for cattiness, because if yeah. I already know how you feel and what is your intent with me, then I know how to respond to that. Right. It's genuine, and, and, and that's part of it. with you. Really getting to know one another, taking that time, really trying to encourage each other. And I find that sometimes, especially on a busy floor in a busy unit, and especially if there's differences, um, whether that's... Um, you know, come from a different country or have a different cultural background or come from uh, a different economic background or racial background, that sometimes people feel like they don't know where to start, they don't know what to say, and so they don't say anything or they, you know, feel like they're putting their foot in it. So um, as a person of integrity, I'm thinking um, that one of the things I learned is uh, kind of like what my dad was teaching me is no matter who is in front of me to try to listen as deeply as I can, even if I think I already know what they're going to say and I've got an answer for them. Um, That has been really hard for me because I feel like, especially when I was stressed or, you know, out of sorts, it became so much easier to just have that quick you know, shut them down, tell them what they need to know and, you know, go on. I don't know, again, if that's anything you're seeing. And and do you have any ideas of what else somebody could do in that moment? Um, So I think that that does still exist and it's happened. And I'm I'm sure I've probably done that as well, because if you're high stress and if you have a heavy district and there's a lot Mm -hmm. going on, you don't get to potentially always spend as much time as you would want to realistically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it could be someone who may be um, asking you something that you you may have thought was already addressed or you know has been addressed right. and they're asking you again. So then you're like kind of like a little bit confused. You're kind of like, I thought this was already explained to them. So then you have to go and explain. But sometimes you have to take a step back and put yourself in that person's shoes. Um, you know, a lot of times patients, it may be their first time in the hospital. They're mm-hmm. scared. They may not tell you that they're scared, but they are, you know. They're, you know, they're going through something that is now potentially life-altering for them. It's going to change the way they live their lives and how they do things. So sometimes they're under stress, so how they react to, you know, to certain things is going to be different. So sometimes I think you just got to take a step back and take a deep breath if you're the provider and you're kind of feeling overwhelmed with all the things to kind of just remember to put yourself in their shoes and what they might be feeling and then really mm-hmm. take that time to listen. If you can't listen at that moment, I think be honest and say, mm-hmm. Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, right now I, I, I don't have that time, but let me finish up my meds or finish up my assessments and then I can come back and speak with you. 
Yeah, I think that really uh, means a lot. And then especially if you do actually get back. Right. So then yeah. knowing that you said that, now you know they're going to be looking for you to come back. <laughs> right. So that now you have to hold yourself accountable and take responsibility, all part yeah. of being having integrity, to go back to them and explain yeah. or answer whatever question that they have. And if they ask something and you don't know, be honest and say, you know, I don't know that, but let me find that out for you. Let me look mm-hmm. up that information and I'll get back yeah. to you. I don't just pull something out of air mm-hmm. to appease them. One thing I think about uh, was in relation to bosses, and I can remember, I've been really very, very fortunate in my career having some pretty phenomenal uh, bosses, and I, you know, very much appreciate that, but I've also had some that had almost like an innate arrogance that um, they were the boss, they had the power somehow or another, maybe they withheld power from the nurses, um, feeling like, you know, knowledge is power, so I'm only going to give them as much as they absolutely have to have. Um, And I I guess I'm thinking in terms of as if I am that woman of integrity and I'm dealing with this person who is my boss, um, how can we, with respect, and it might apply to doctors too, uh, if that person is not respecting me, how can I come back as a person of integrity um, and, and change, you know, kind of go high as opposed to their going low? Um, so I think in, in instances like that, like that I, I know I've had some instances like that over my career, um, I think you have to uh, have a sit down and, you know, mm-hmm. and ask to speak with them in a professional manner and kind mm-hmm. of explain to them maybe what you're feeling and what your experience is um, because maybe they may not know that they're, right. you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt. They may yeah. not know that they're coming across like that or that they're treating you that way because mm-hmm. some people may just don't know um, and others do. So I think if you ask to have an opportunity to speak with them in a professional mm-hmm. manner and kind of explain to them what you're feeling or what you're experiencing and then asking them how can we go about uh, changing this and making this more of a positive experience, Um, you know, because part of having integrity in the workplace is that it creates a positive work culture. You have to have Mm -hmm. open communication. Right. And open communication meaning honesty. Everybody has to be honest and know, you know, laid out on the table so everyone can know where they stand. And with that. So if they're in a higher position than you, they have, yeah. You have to be able to know yourself and know your worth to be able to say, I don't deserve this. Can we please have a discussion or can I please yeah. have a meeting with you yeah. because I'm experienced or I'm feeling this way. I think what you're saying is so um, important uh, because many times... I agree absolutely with you, and especially having been a manager, you don't always know how you come across to other people. You think, you know, you don't get up in the morning and say, how can I step on how many people's toes? But in effect, if we're not aware of, of how our our voice lands with other people, uh, if we don't pay attention to what's the response, many times we can uh, get ourselves in trouble and people no longer, like you say, trust us. If they don't trust us, they're not going to be honest with us necessarily, and there's going to be a lot of miscommunication. Let's um, take a break here, and then let's come back to um, a little bit of this 
type of discussion. Um, So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And I am talking with Shantae Carter, and we're talking about a very important important concept in our world today, and especially for nurses. Uh, It's nurses, and what does it mean to be a person of integrity? We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to LeanneVoiceAmerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back, and thank you so much for uh, staying with us. I'm talking today with Shantae Carter. Um, She has a business she's calling... um, uh, Women of Integrity Incorporated, and we've just been talking about integrity in general and more specifically to uh, nurses and uh, the kinds of things that we run in with patients, with doctors, with with um, uh, managers and that sort of thing. So one of the things we were talking about is um, 
I guess I'm leaning more toward is those conflict situations where um, either people are not being honest if they're saying what they think you want to hear. Um, there's a lot of confusion that comes up in conversations um, and then conflict because everybody feels confused. If um, Chante, you had mentioned that everyone has to be honest and that's so important. I feel like sometimes not everybody um, is confident enough to do that. Do you, do you see that where um, maybe the trust isn't there or um, something like that? Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. I think you're right. Sometimes people may not have a trust in themselves, uh, especially sometimes with nursing. That may, if well, you're versus a new nurse versus a mm-hmm. seasoned nurse, um, it just may be um, your knowledge base, mm-hmm. your experience. And having the confidence, confidence also plays into that. And having the confidence to say, okay, no, you know, this is not right. Or no, you know, I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. Because they have to build that confidence to say that and be able to speak mm-hmm. honestly and, and feel they can be open. But I think that foundation, or that environment is set and that tone is set at the beginning. If mm-hmm. your employer management is being transparent and being genuine and being intentional and when they're meeting with you as a new hire or just even as a, a seasoned nurse, then you as the employee are going to feel like, okay, I know this person's you know, track record. They've always been on the up and up. I can trust them. You know, I believe that their word is genuine and they're being honest. So, therefore, I, I can know how to respond to what they're asking mm-hmm. or, you know, what's being required of me. What you're saying reminds me of a time I was um, working in obstetrics and my manager um, felt that something I had done or a decision I had made on the weekend when she wasn't there, uh, she didn't agree with it. And I was really amazed because she could have immediately disciplined me or, you know, whatever else she might have had an option to do. She took me into her office, sat me down and said, tell me about this, what what went into this decision. And so I talked it through from the standpoint, here was the situation I was presented with, here were my options, here were the people I had to deal with as far as um, what I could work with. And... Um, uh, she listened to what I had to say, and she said, I still don't completely agree with you, but I will back you up. And so to the people, the powers that be above her, she stood behind me. And that was um, really important to me. One, it taught me that if I'm going to make a decision, I better be prepared to say what was what went into that decision so that I'm logically or rationally uh, coming forward and saying, I didn't make this decision just out of nothing. I really had um, some thought that I put into it. And if they can at least agree that you, you did the best you could with what you have and they back you up, that's phenomenal as far as increasing trust and, and increasing your sense of their integrity. Oh, definitely. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Have you um, seen anything like that or any other times where you really question, do I need to, you know, be come back strongly with this person or do I need to come back and give them the benefit of the doubt? Um, yes, you know, I think sometimes it happens in life in general and, and, and in nursing and uh, certain situations, um, you know, sometimes, like, for example, speaking with the doctors 
And, uh, you know, you may say to them, okay, X, Y, and Z is going on. Um, the patient's asking for this. Can you put an order in for this? And then they'll say yes. And then okay. 30 minutes go by, 45 minutes, no order. The patient's getting upset. And then, you know, they're looking at you like, I thought you called. Why did? Right. And then you have to call exactly. back the doctor. And then now you're saying, you know, you didn't keep your word. Mm-hmm. You said you are going to put the order in. I gave you time to put it in to get to a computer. Here we are 30, 45 minutes later, and, you know, you still haven't done it. And now mm-hmm. the patient is upset. You know, right. that's making me look bad, the organization look bad, you're looking mm-hmm. bad. You know, you're, we're the face that they see. We're on the front line. Exactly. Room, so they're, you know, exactly. they're looking at us. So now that makes me look dishonest. And now we're creating, you know. Right. So I'll say to them, I need you to keep your word so that it can benefit for the greater good and make things smooth and everything will run smooth if you just can hold yourself accountable and do what you right. you're going to do. Um, I just got a message from the engineer that we have a couple of uh, phone calls, uh, some call-ins, and um, uh, I have Iana and Tabora and Karen. Uh, Which would you like to take first? Uh, We could take Iana. Okay, let's let's go with Iana. Josh, can you connect us? Hello. Hello. Welcome to the call. So, Thank you very much. Tell us what you would like to share with um, Chantelle and myself. Well, um, one thing I would like to share is that Chante is very brave in all of her efforts. Mm. You know, she stands up for people who may not have a voice themselves because of fear of intimidation. Chante is the type of person, she has a very high level of integrity, and she will use that as it relates to herself and anyone else that she knows, no matter what the consequences are, because she puts integrity first. She could compromise her own position or her own job because of standing up for the integrity as it relates to someone else. So that's that's just what I would like to share about Shante and what she does. Okay. Is there any example you could use where she's showed her integrity with you or... Uh, in a situation you were involved in? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you, personally speaking, I've known Shantae since the first grade. So I'll oh, wow. Long history <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you that <clears throat> the most recent example, I would say, where she stood up for me, I am a new author, and Shantae has been an author for two years now. So she introduced me. I live in Atlanta. She lives in New York. She introduced me to someone who was putting on a program here in Georgia. So I drove to the program. I paid to be uh, a vendor to sell my books there. And they have a program and looked at it. It includes marketing. Uh Well, they didn't put me in the catalog. (laughs) They didn't list me as a vendor. So I missed out on the marketing opportunity. And, I, you know, I texted her from there. And I'm like, oh, they forgot me, but they put you in there. I said, well, at least we get to see you. You know, I was happy with At least she was in there. But she was not happy with that because I paid, and it was my first Mm -hmm. um, time being a vendor. So she contacted (laughs) the people in charge on my behalf, complaining, I think, because right away they tried to make it right. And I knew that was from her stepping in. 
Great. That's a great example. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate your um, input. Thank you. And um, could could we talk to Tabora? Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. So, Josh, can you can? Oh, we are. Hi, Tabora. Hi. How are you? Hi. Tell us what you like to share on this topic of integrity. Um, well, women of integrity, if I can speak about women of integrity, um, and being a woman of integrity, especially in these days and times is so important. And Shantae had that vision, you know, many years ago when she got the concept for women of integrity, just really seeing that, um, women needed to come together and be unified in a time when, right, we're surrounded by reality TV and, um, unstable relationships and things like that, that it was really necessary for women to come together to have a space to be honest with one another, to be supportive of one another. Um, and Shantae does that through Women of Integrity, has done it for many, many years. Um, you know, I've known Shantae since college, since 1996, not as long as Ayana, um, but, you know, <laughs> we have some years as friends and just personally, professionally, and, and now as an author and as a founder, you know, um, of, of a nonprofit organization, she's continuing to display that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I think we'll um, have Shantae talk a little bit uh, about her book a little bit later, but um, thank you for that input. I really appreciate that. And um, great. So um, I think we have Karen that's um, next that's called in. Yes. Are you there? Hi, Karen. I think she's still um, coming in. So um, this is really wonderful to see another side of you too, Shantae. I really appreciate that. Um, No problem. Thank you. Yeah. So um, Karen, are you there? Uh, I believe I'm here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, yeah. I can. Okay, so tell hi, us what hi you'd like to Thank share. Thank you for having me. So, so um, welcome. I would like to add... Thank you. I would like to add that... Um, so I'm Shante's cousin-in-law. We've been uh, known each other for almost two decades. And um, I knew her before Woman of Integrity and currently a part of Woman of Integrity. And Shante definitely is a person of integrity, always has been, always will be. Um, She's phenomenal. She's great. She's always looking to help someone. And um, I think that her giving giving herself to other people so uh, selflessly and so effortlessly just speaks volume of her, the work that she set out to do, you know, and what she um, envisions for her future. Um, I don't think it's stopping here. I think she has a long road ahead of her, and I don't think she plans to stop no time soon. <laughs> um, she's just really a, a, a good person, like deep down on the inside, great person, um, always, you know, stand up, always had morals, you know, um, just a good person to be around, good energy, you know, just um, always doing something positive. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a time with one of the girls that maybe something her integrity really showed through in her work with one of the young women? Um, let's see. Put you on the um, spot here. <laughs> um, um, to be honest, 
Um, I don't have an example okay. readily available. On the spur of the moment, that's hard to do. Yeah, so. I don't have one, um, but I would not give an example that. of that if you want. Um, so we had a we had a situation where with one of our um, prom makeover projects, um, so a lot of miscommunication happened between the young lady and us, and just things weren't really going as planned. And, you know, a part of me was initially kind of like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Why work with someone that's not really, you know? But yeah. having the integrity and knowing what that really would mean for us and the organization, mm-hmm. I had to put my feelings aside, and I had to know that we also had a contract, and we had to fulfill our agreement. So mm-hmm. part of having integrity is keeping your commitment, you know, really about uh, keeping your word and, you know, striving to um, maintain that moral compass. So we fulfilled our obligations and we carried out and we did everything that we had to do despite the fact that there was a little turmoil. You know, the day of um, the actual prom makeover, you know, I had to go in there and just kind of put that aside and give it 100% and do what was required of us and what we signed and agreed that we would do. And at the end, you know, it was a great outcome. The young mm-hmm. lady enjoyed herself, and so then it all worked out. So that would be Did an example I would probably say where at one point I didn't want to just because mm-hmm. of the interactions that were going taking place, but mm-hmm. knowing that I had to maintain my word um, because it would, people would, we would be judged or looked at based on our word, and then it's not really about me. It's about the organization. So the organization mm-hmm. as a whole would be critiqued if we did not follow through on our word. Sure. Um, do you think she learned something from it? Did she say anything? Um, you know, teenagers are a little different. Um, so I would hope maybe now as she's older, uh-huh. she may look back at that situation and can maybe if she really did some self-reflection to say maybe it could have been something that she could have done differently. And even myself looking back, there may have been things that I could have done differently uh-huh. as well. Um, but at the end, like I said, we had a good outcome. She enjoyed her prom and, you know, I we maintained our agreement and fulfilled on everything that we were supposed to do. And, you know, we just wished her the best of luck and in all her endeavors. That is so great. And um, the, these uh, comments from these people that you've known over the years really says a lot about you specifically. Um, we're going to take a break here. And then I would like to come back and maybe we could talk a little bit more about uh, the prom program and uh, your book, which is um, kind of a different topic. So um, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm talking to Shantae Carter, and we're talking about integrity. Uh, We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. 
Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Thank you for joining us again. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and this is Leanne Meyer. I'm here with Shante Carter, who has started Hi, a no- Hi. <laughs> has started a nonprofit um, called Women of Integrity Incorporated, and a lot of what that group is doing, as I understand it, is helping young women um, to have just a very special time in their life. Could you talk more about that? How do you choose the women? How does how does it function? Sure. Um, so we're known for our annual prom dress drive and prom dress giveaway. So what that entails is that we usually start collecting dresses. We ask the community to donate, um, and we ask them if they can donate new or um, gently used. Clothes. Yeah, <laughs> gently used clothing. Um, but we do ask that if they are gently used to be cleaned prior to donating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we collect for about three months, four months. And then we stop. So we usually start like November, like in the fall, and then we'll end in March of the following year. And then we hold our annual prom dress giveaway April of every year. And mm-hmm. at that point, we, um, we have our venue, we decorate, we usually have a theme, and we decorate the stage and set it up. So when the girls come in, they're seeing a nice presentation. Um, we want them to experience. Um, and enjoy what it is to be able to come in and not have to worry about paying for a dress or whatever they're allowed to take at least two dresses 
We also have shoes that is donated to us by an amazing um, organization called the Slim Heart Campaign, and they donate shoes to us every year, as well as the other people in the community. And then we also have accessories. It's kind of like a one-stop shopping event. Wow, that's amazing. They come in. They get to, you know, get a dress, two dresses, one for prom, one for uh, maybe graduation or a senior banquet. Wow. They get shoes. They can get accessories. And then we'll have some vendors there, vendors that are geared toward more uh, teenage girls, so jewelry vendors. Uh, we may have a dessert vendor so that if when they mm. graduate, if the family wants to maybe have someone to make some type of dessert for their, mm-hmm. if they're having a graduation celebration, they'll be able to meet a vendor. Um, in the past, we've had banks. You know, we've had, we also have makeup artists to kind of give us a trial look of what a potential prom look could be for their makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had manicures being able to be done on site. So it's really like a pamper party for them. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Make them be able to, yeah, totally fun and enjoy the experience and make them really feel special. So this year's theme was queen season and that they're all young queens. Um, so we gave out crowns to all the girls and they got huh. to take pictures and we had a throne chair. So, you know, the experience in the event, but all the while we're pouring into them and pouring love to them and trying to empower them and to remind them that they need to love themselves. So Mm -hmm. still we try to embody our whole mission statement and really put on a nice event, let them enjoy receiving these dresses, but then also trying to educate them and, you know, remind them how important they are and how special they are and how beautiful they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And when they find the right dress, that look is priceless. The smile on their faces when they come out and model and show us the dress that they picked is priceless, and it makes it all worth the hard work that goes into putting an event on like that, an event like that on, Um, but it's worth it. And they must remember it probably the rest of their lives. So how do you choose the girls? How do you decide? So um, for the prom dress giveaway, we actually um, contact the schools, and we let Mm -hmm. them know that we're doing it. So I'll send out an email to all the local schools in the area. And then we also advertise on social media and, like, word of mouth. And so we let them know that we're doing that. And, you know, technology is so advanced that you can, like, say with Eventbrite, you can re-invite old guests so you can Uh let them know kind of like you're doing this again. So potentially if those parents have younger kids who may now be a senior, they can know to come. So um, definitely a lot of word of mouth, but, you know, promoting on social media, and then also reaching out to the schools and letting them know that we're doing this event. Uh-huh. So and what happens on their actual prom? Sorry, what was that? What, what happens on their actual prom then? Um, they just take the tips that you have um, shared with them and the, um, so, yes, the dresses and yes. shoes and stuff? And then some of them, um, we've had them, they send in the pictures mm. of them wearing the dresses that they picked from our event. They'll send mm-hmm. it to us, and when they're at their prom, um, and you just see the look on their faces. They just look wow. absolutely gorgeous and just so happy. And then we, when it's actually prom time, we pick one high school student to uh-huh. make over. So then we're uh-huh. a glam squad for the day. And oh. we're, you know, we provide them with hair, makeup, dress, shoes, accessories. And then we spend the whole day with the young lady and their family. And we make over the girl and we really pamper her and make her feel special. And then I have uh-huh. a photographer there to take pictures 
just really capture the moment because sometimes for some of these girls, they may be the first one going to the prom in their family, the first wow. one graduating from high school. Uh-huh. So this is a really memorable moment in time. So we uh-huh. try to capture the moment so then we can give them an album with the pictures at the end. So how are the family involved? You said you involve uh, the family also? So, yes. So when we do the prom makeover, um, since we work with the local high schools after school mentoring program, I speak to the teacher and guidance counselors, and they assist in picking the young lady. And then the young lady has to fill out an application, write an essay as to why she should really? be chosen. Really? Wow. We have to see their transcripts. Uh, they have to have a college or trade school acceptance letter. Hmm. So, um, you know, we have, do have requirements. The GPA has to be over an 80, and then there has to be some type of financial need. And this is where the teachers and the guidance counselors kind of come into play because they can mm-hmm. better assess who they think is in that financial need criteria. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when it comes with the family, we draw up the contracts and we meet with the family and we kind of go over everything what's entailed in the makeover. We want to get their consent because, you know, of course, the young lady may say yes, but the parents right, say yes, no, right. they don't want yeah. people in their homes. They don't want to be involved mm-hmm. in this. So it has to be a consent in all parts. Um, plus, they're underage. So really, we have to get the parents' consent for the most part mm-hmm. um, sure. unless they've, you know, turned 18. So we like, like to involve a family. And then it's great because on the day of the prom, they'll have all their family come out to see them and then just the moral support, and then we make sure to get pictures with their parents and their family on the day. So it's really a a great day, great day. Wow, unforgettable. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. No problem. I can only imagine how much that impacts a young woman who isn't, you know, feeling very confident of themselves. And and, uh, even if they've done so well in school and various different things, there's still a lot of insecurity. And um, to have somebody who's older and uh, willing to put in that much time and effort must mean a lot. Yeah, and they're definitely... Um, you know, we get to do the more one-on-one with the girls in the mentoring program. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're definitely uh, appreciative because we, we really try to teach them about being humble and being mm-hmm. grateful and self-love right. and, and self-worth and respect and knowing right. that we do what we do as women of integrity coming in. It's because we want to do it, not because wanna... we have to do it. We don't have to do anything. No one has to really owe them anything except maybe their parents to a certain degree, right? So we're We're, coming in because we want to come in. So just be respectful. Shante, we're coming down to the last few minutes, so I wanted to give you some time to talk about your book also. You're an author. Could you say um, a little about that and why you wrote it and who's in it? Sure, sure. Um, My book is called Destined for Greatness. Um, and it's myself with my nine other co-authors where we're sharing our stories of obstacles and triumphs and starting our businesses, becoming nurse entrepreneurs or nursepreneurs. Um, we go a little bit into our nursing background, and then we kind of dive more into how we started our business and how we got off the ground, what's the obstacle we faced, how do we come, overcome them, and then we offer business tips for me and you know, we each have a chapter, and my chapter kind of talk about um, why I started the pain that I experienced and mm-hmm. how I turned that pain into my power so that I can mm-hmm. find my passion and purpose, mm-hmm. um, and which led me to knowing that I wanted to start 
women of integrity to be a support system for young girls so they wouldn't have to go through what I went through during that dark time. Um, and it was just a great experience. Um, it was a book project that kind of just fell into my hand, not looking to do a book. Um, so I definitely would have to shout out Lakeisha Reed, Curtis, Aaron, um, who approached us about this book project and really just opened the door for me and my co-authors to really have a great experience. Um, and it was just amazing. And I tell you, the power of social media, because I met her on social media. They didn't know her beforehand. Um, so social media can do a lot of good work. So mm-hmm. um, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, we just became Amazon bestseller last month. Um, which was super exciting. I'm so grateful to everyone who supported me on that journey of becoming an author and bought a copy of the book, whether the e-book or the book itself. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're available on Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million. Oh, great. Um, so really just proud. Um, and I think that shows integrity and longevity because like Ayana had mentioned, my book came out two years ago. And mm-hmm. hard work, I think, is paid off that we, you know, Two years later, we're making bestseller. That's so, amazing. One one thing I know. noticed is um, actually a guest that we had on last week, um, Michelle Ro- yes. uh, Rhodes was she's on. It was in your book. Yes, she's one of my co-authors. Yeah, that's fantastic. So so um, surprising to me that <laughs> that um, I wouldn't know either of you, meet both of you, and that you'd end up being on two weeks in a row. <laughs> and and right. what she was talking about was uh, being an entrepreneur and some of the work she and one of her um, protege uh, people, Sandra um, Cleveland, uh, was on yeah. with her, yeah. and they were talking about uh, some of the um, bringing that message that they have uh, to people who are working on the units in nursing and then also people who are going out and starting their own business. So right. um, we have just a couple of minutes left, and I wanted to um, very much thank you for being on. And I think that you really have demonstrated integrity um, just in what you're doing, and I think that means so much that people can... Um, hear from you, and then also see, um, based on what other people are seeing in you, makes a big, big difference. Um, we, uh, is there something, one last thing you would like to make sure everybody really gets from this program? You have about a minute? Um, I just say, just always operate in honesty, and remember mm-hmm. that what the energy that you put out is what you'll get back. And if you're in a position to give back and be in service, then you really should. And also try to mentor someone. Right. It's You get so much back from it. I mean, you think of all that you're giving out, but what you get back is so, so much more. Far more rewarding. So, right. So I'm just going to say thank you for joining us. And this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer. I've been talking with Shantae Carter, um, both about her um, nonprofit business, Women of Integrity, and also her book, um, Destined for Greatness. And I hope that you can, um, uh, the people that are listening, will check out both of those things. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.